This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment as I am very excited to share the guests we interviewed for this episode and so much more and and the things we talked about. I think it's very important and we'll get into that in just a second. If you do not know already, we do have a free Facebook group that I share a ton of mindset concepts, quantum physics, universal laws, all those things to help give you that freedom to really attract and understand the world From a quantum realm, which is starting to shift in our world today from Newtonian to quantum. And Newtonians like that four-space stuff, say you trade your time for money, you grind things out. If you want something to work, you force it. It's those kind of things with conditions and so forth. And quantum is the opposite of that. It is looking at things from how do we work less, work smarter, how do we make things work for us, and we don't have to... Do all this. I'm not saying there's not work involved. Uh, sometimes it get misunderstood. There is work that needs to be involved, but there's a lot of other things that will help you with that alignment. And I share a lot of these principles because I'm on a mission to really, as you know, if you've been following the podcast, if you've described and listening to this, I'm truly on a mission to help individuals unlock and really tap into that true source of who they are to rediscover that greatness. And this group allows me to share more content than just the podcast. So go check it out. It is in the show notes. You can tap into that. One thing I also do want to share is we just launched a new 
course, and I am offering a massive discount for this course. It is res resulted and related to my latest book, Decoding the Matrix. Decoding the Matrix is really helping an individual understand the constructs that hold us back and they control or can have the software that runs our subconscious mind, which is 95% of our life is dictated in this way. That's why people can think of positive thinking and doing all these other things, affirmations and whatnot. But if you have a subconscious program that is sabotaging that, let's say, limiting beliefs with money, something along that nature. No matter what you do, you're not going to break through that or you'll make more money, but you won't have it in the bank account. And when we can learn about how do we break away from that, tap into who we are, what's really important and how to step into our spiritual awakening, how to really tap into who we really are and express that every single day and the ripple effects, so much more, so much freedom, so much power. So check it out. It's in the show notes. It's a six-week course about decoding your matrix and allowing you to level up in your life. Without further ado, this interview I had with Adam, we talked a lot about, I mean, I was doing some research and it blew my mind. In the second quarter of 2022, Americans hold $17.1 trillion in debt. Now that includes mortgages and auto and, and credit cards and so forth. That's a lot of debt. Imagine the interest on it. Imagine the interest if it's variable going up. And so I was talking with Adam before the show and, and it was, he was just sharing some concepts. I was like, man, I cannot wait to ask questions on this and get the listeners to learn your methods of how they can help themselves free themselves. This guy saved over $180,000 in interest alone just from doing his system called the shred method, which we'll get into. And I believe this is important for individuals this is why I wanted them on is because I know from a neuroscience perspective that when we have debt and we have worry, about money, our creativity side goes down. We go into a reptilian start of our brain. And what ends up happening is, is we come to a survival state. And the things we choose in those states usually are just digging us a bigger hole until we recenter, regroup, and then we just figure out what is it that we choose that we want to experience. And I believe having a method like this gives you a peace of mind. It'll build your confidence up to work yourself out of debt so you can find that financial freedom. And when you can do that, then you're allowed, then you're able to thrive in your life. And you, then you get into those higher consciousness levels where you can get more creative, future thinking, future planning, and all those things that allow you to really let that humanness of you shine. And imagine the power behind that with the confidence and so forth. It's a game changer. And that's why I'm so excited to bring Adam here to you to tap into this concept of what he shares and so much more. So without any further ado, here's my awesome conversation with Adam Carroll. Adam, welcome to the show. Vic, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited about our convo today. Oh, I cannot wait to dive in. Listeners, you better sit back and relax and really just tune in. I think I think Adam's going to really bring some valuable things. I know you piqued my interest before we even got on here. So, And so before we get into that, though, I always love to know your story. Like, How did you get into what you're doing today? What led you to the path you're on now? Yeah. Well, I, I like to tell people I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've had just a few jobs in my life where I actually got that like recurring income every two weeks, but I haven't had a steady paycheck from an employer in 15 years. I don't know what I'd do if I had one these days. Um, so I, I think what got me started, Vic, was years ago when I had that that J-O-B, I would drive around in my car calling on clients. I was in a sales role and I was listening to motivational CDs 
like I'm going to date myself here, you know, but I probably had a cassette deck in my car at the time too, but I was listening to like Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, um, oh gosh, uh, Mark Victor Hansen, Jack Canfield, Les Brown, right? Like all the classic guys that started in this world, uh, in the, in the motivational speaking world. And one of the guys, it was Mark Victor Hansen said on an audio that public speaking was one of the most noble professions because you get to change people's lives. You get to travel the world and you get paid a princely sum to do it. And in that moment, I was like, that's what I want to do. I just want to go do that. How do I do that? And I started down this path of figuring out how do I get really good as a speaker? How do I manage the stage well? Um, How do I get so good that people couldn't ignore me? And then market and promote and the business just kind of took off. And so for the past 20 years or so, I've, I've made my living as a professional speaker and, um, you know, dipped in and out of, of other work here and there. And today I just consider myself a mediapreneur, much like you, you know, I like to create content. I like to speak. I like to create videos. I like to write books. Uh, I've done a documentary on student loan debt that I sold to CNBC. And, um, for me, it's, it's about telling stories and edutaining. I like to educate and entertain at the same time. I like that. There's some terminology here I'm going to have to adapt and use, like media, mediapreneur and edutaining and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I love that. Um, that's pretty cool. Yes, you, you definitely are listening to some of the greats. I mean, they're, uh, that's where I got my journey started, too. Of course, I didn't have a cassette you know, thing in there. I had a cassette player, but I didn't have a cassette stack. I was at the CD day. But we did use the back of the day, the cassette with the wires. You can put it on your CD player and you can oh, play totally. it with that. That, definitely. Um, I love it. And what was, you know, what's the one thing you enjoy about speaking because I love public speaking and it's the one thing in in history if you look at society that's what we've used and still to this day to share a message and reach the masses yeah I think there's two 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 answers to this question I think number one is when I was a kid I would memorize comedians I would memorize their routines and then when we went on a family vacation I would entertain my extended family with with a comedy routine that I had memorized And I remember thinking, oh, this is awesome. They're laughing. I'm having fun. It's all entertaining. And then I realized later on in life that that was a component of what I do. I like to get up, tell stories, get people laughing, get them engaged. And and I tell people today that are sort of seeking their life's purpose or their life's work, what did you do as a kid that when you did it, time stood still? It was like you could do that for hours and hours and hours and you'd never get tired of it. And you think back, like the kids who built with Legos, they probably should be engineers or architects or solving problems or whatever. Um, for me, it was, I loved entertaining and and you know becoming an entertainer. And then I realized that it wasn't just entertainment because I thought at one point, well, maybe it's acting. And then I realized, no, it's, I want to be me, but I want to educate and inspire and entertain at the same time. Public speaking was just it for me. And so today, what what really juices me about it is that aha moment when I see an audience go, they'll sit back or they'll write a note down and they're just, they're in it. You know what I mean, Vic? Like they are, they are drinking your Kool-Aid. They know exactly what you're saying. And a lot of times I see that flashbulb moment where if they do this, their life will change. And for me, that's why I do what I do is I think people can live an exponentially bigger life by understanding and living by a few core principles. 
and I teach those in a fun, interactive, exciting way. I love that, brother. And I would love, let's, I think that's a good segue to get into, you know, you, we were talking about that earlier. What is this unique thing that you do that you're sharing with the world to create freedom for to help people create freedom and whatnot? Well, thank you for asking about it. I years ago realized that I've, I, had more, I had a mortgage company. I had started a mortgage business back in 2004 and five, and I, I did it all the way through the subprime mortgage crisis, which was kind of ridiculous. Um, but what I noticed was that people kept refinancing their loans. They would come back and say, hey, can we refi? We have a little bit of debt. We'd like to roll in and blah, blah, blah. We would do it. But essentially, I kept you know, looking at, at these people's accounts going, all we're doing is resetting the clock back to zero. You're not getting out of debt. You're not creating freedom. You're just locking yourself into another long-term obligation. And I started questioning um, the idea that that there's two great expenses that we have in life, Vic. Number one are taxes. And number two is the interest expense on debt. And from our pre-roll conversation, you all moved to Tennessee because of the income tax situation, right? I mean, that was part of it. And so you know that that when you decrease your taxes, that you have that much more discretionary income that you can apply to your life, right? So I started figuring out how do I minimize taxes and how do I maximize um, uh, what I'm doing with that money in terms of limiting the interest expense that I'm paying on debt? And so this, this method, this theme that we now teach people is a way of creating freedom in your life, and it's called the shred method. And it's essentially a cash flow tool that teaches people how to reorient their cash flow that's right now occurring in their life, in their, in their life but but sort of re-engineering it so it's the most efficient use of that money possible. Like that. And is shred an acronym for something or is it just you just call it shred? I wish it were. No, we just call it shred because what started out is I wanted to shred my debt or shred my mortgage. And then we started realizing that it's not just about being debt-free or mortgage-free. The shred method itself, as I mentioned, is this cash flow tool. So the method, once you've shredded your debt, is really about wealth accumulation. And we can show people how to, in some cases, double their their net worth in a period of three or four years uh, by using this method over and over and over again. Um, I like to tell people, once you understand what it is, it's like knowing the cheat codes to a Nintendo game. Do you remember those days? Oh, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Never a, B, a, B, up, down, up, down, up, down. <laughs> uh, this is like playing a video game you can't lose. So long as you have consistent income, you know, predictable, consistent income, and you always, always, always spend less than you make. So, so long as your income exceeds your expenses, if you're in this system, man, it's like a flywheel that you're creating to build massive, passive, permanent streams of income. And that is just, that's a freedom engine. And that's what, that's what we teach people how to do. I love that. And you use this to your own, applied this to your life. And saw the the huge savings. I think it was you had a, a huge savings on interest. Massive. We, my wife and I, paid off a two hundred sixty thousand dollars mortgage in um, in three point two years or something like that. I and mean, it was next to nothing. And we saved over the long haul. It would have been one hundred eighty thousand dollars in interest that we would have paid. But furthermore, what happens is when you blast away your debt in record time, you now have equity in a home that you can tap to put into other investments. So that's a liquidity pool, right? That most people don't have. Second, secondarily, you have more discretionary income 
because the money that you were sending to your banker in interest or to your mortgage to pay down principal, you just keep in the kitty. So that has to go somewhere. So what what that does in the shred method is, you know, more and more discretionary income keeps coming in every month. Well, it has to go somewhere. So it goes to other investments. And the more investments that you get into creates more discretionary income. So you can see it just grows upon itself. And the the metaphor that I use is you could go to Office Depot and get a little desktop shredder that will take one sheet of paper at a time, right? And it, it's not very fast. It's not very efficient. That would be like having $100 or $200 a month in discretionary income. But as you start using shred more often, uh, that would be like going to Office Depot and getting the big, uh, bigger office type shredder that you can put 20 or 30 pages in at a time. And after about 24 to 36 months, it would be like buying the big industrial size shredder that you could put a book through and it will shred. And that's kind of where we're at is we can start putting reams of paper through this thing. And um, and the money that's made on the back end just continually grows our ability to uh, to accelerate wealth. I love that. Do you mind diving? It's okay if I ask if you mind diving a little deeper into the shred method. Like, how's the process, or is that you yeah. already kind of hit? You know, just uh, go a little deeper into it. No, for sure. Um, again, I like to to tell the story in metaphor and and analogies because people understand those. So when I say efficiency with your income, Vic, if you were to leave your house on a Friday morning to go to the grocery store, and then you came home, brought groceries home but knew that you were going to go to the post office at three or four o'clock in the afternoon, would you leave your car idling in the driveway all day? No, you wouldn't. And why wouldn't you do that? You're going to waste gas. Yeah. Waste gas, inefficient, uh, hard on the environment, hard on the engine, all of those things, but it's, it's inefficient. And what most people do when they get paid is the money gets deposited into checking and then it sits there and it idles. And it idles for a period of time until they swipe their debit card or the ACH transactions come out. But all that time, that money just sits there. It's inefficient. It's making the bank money because they can turn around and loan that out at 10 times the amount. But for us as consumers, we go, well, I feel safe and secure because that money is sitting there and I know it's there. And But, but my theory is that idle money is dangerous money. Like if you have money sitting in your account, you're going to go out to eat. You're going to go to Costco and drop 400 bucks on a kayak you didn't need. You know, I mean, it's, it's stupid things that people do with their money when it's just sitting there idle. And so what we do is we teach people that the money that comes in needs to immediately be put to work. If Even if it's for a few days, it's going to be put to work. And so the way we do that is the money is deposited, not in a checking account, but in a home equity line of credit. And the HELOC basically is a, a bucket or a tool that we're going to use where we are going to dump money in that bucket, but to dump it in, we have to create room to dump it in. So if you've got a paycheck of $2,500 coming in, well, we got to make room for $2,500 to come in anyway, because a HELOC can only ever be zero or negative. It's never going to have a surplus, right? Because of the nature of the product itself. So our system, which is powered by a piece of software, might say, hey, it looks like you have an income amount coming in. Let's go ahead and send $3,175 out of your HELOC to your mortgage or to your car loan or to your student loans. And we're going to free up room in the HELOC for the income to dump in. And when we do that, when we send that lump sum to the mortgage, 
we might be shaving off a year's worth of payments, depending on where you're at in your mortgage payoff process. And that might save you, you know, 10 or 20 or $30,000 in interest in the long run by making that one-time lump sum payment. So as we do this month after month after month, you know, that's how my wife and I saved 180 grand in the three years time that we we blasted away our mortgage. But Vic, we have people who are saving hundreds of thousands of dollars on their 500, 700, you know, a million dollar mortgage. They're knocking out, you know, those loans in, in a few years. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Creating massive lump sums of equity, but the biggest issue is that the interest on debt savings that they have that then turns into real wealth building. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. So it's it's basically you got the HELOC, and then you you go and use the HELOC to pay for things, and then when the money's coming through, you're just switching that right over and getting it out of your account, pay, paying but, down that. Then that's exactly right. I mean, ultimately, if 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 someone is in finance. What we're doing is we're using short-term debt, and we're arbitraging that against against long-term um, amortized debt. Where you probably know this, hopefully your your users do, uh, or your listeners do, and that is that if you look at your mortgage, the first ten years would be like the red light in a traffic in a traffic light. The second ten years is yellow, and the last ten years are green. So I would say to people all the time, well, clearly, you know how much interest you sent to your bank last year, right? And they would go, I have no idea. And and then you say, well, you know, it's on a 1098 uh, INT. It's the form you get at the end of the year. It says how much you get to write off on your taxes, you know, for that interest. But the government gives us $25,900 a year as a standard deduction for a couple. So if it's less than that amount, why are we paying interest at all? We're already getting a standard interest deduction. So if we're just paying this interest to the bank, we could we could recapture some of that and create our own wealth building opportunities by using the shred method. And that's exactly what we teach people to do. But you know, keep in mind, this is counterintuitive. We're teaching people to walk toe, heel, toe, heel instead of heel, toe, heel, toe, how they normally walk. No, I mean, I see, I see it. Clearly, because I mean, it's one of those things like even I remember I had my accountant when I first um, when I started my business and she was just like, you have an expense account for your business, but keep that low, like just keep it bare minimum. So if something comes in, you know, and there's other reasons why she was saying that, but but she was just like, you know, you want to keep things low and then just keep things moving. I'm like, that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I get what you mean by that. I was taught the same thing. Don't keep money in a bank. You always keep it moving in and out and keep it flowing and, and just um, 
because like you said, if it sits, the bank can loan it out and it's never good. And here's always that. Um, I usually don't fall for this. I'm very strict now. I'm very disciplined on this, but, um, but it's like, you know, when you have it in there, you're like, Oh, I haven't, what the heck? Let's just spend it. Cause I remember, yeah. do you guys recommend this ever? Cause I know this is what I was told. Like sometimes you can have an automatic transfer of money getting yep. taken out. So that way when you're looking, cause it's, it's a psychological thing. It amazes me how this works. I studied it, you know, understanding the neuroscience of how we think as humans. And it's like, yeah. when we don't see it in there, then we'll think this is what it is. 100%. We don't realize we're transferring out money into yeah. something else. Absolutely. And, and I I mean, I, I love that mentality, that mindset of, of if you don't see it there, it's not there to spend. And this is where the majority of, of uh, clients, when we start working with them and we ask, well, how much do you have sitting on the sidelines? And they might tell me, oh, six months or 12 months worth of living expenses. This is what I've been told to do by the Susie Ormans and Dave Ramsey's of the world. And not that that's wrong necessarily, because some people need an amount to, to allow them to feel safe and secure at night. But what I realized over time is that if you need six or 12 months worth of living expenses and you're able to put, let's say, $1,000 a month away, well, it's going to take you five years to get to a point where you have five months or, or, or six months or 12 months worth of living expenses. But if you have a thousand bucks a month in discretionary income and you knew that you could shred your mortgage in the same amount of time, wouldn't you do that instead of just having money sitting in a bank account? And so we start to tell people, you've been conditioned to make sure that the banks make a profit. That that is that is longstanding, decades old programming that we're following. And not to vilify the banks. They have a business model that works for them. Um, you can't drive within two miles of my house and not hit a $10 million bank building that's being built right now. you know. And, and you got to look at that and go, where's that money coming from? It's coming from us. We are their compound interest vehicle. Um, but when we start to challenge that and you you go, oh, is, is that real? Or is it actually real for us to be able to shred our debt, reduce our expenses, increase our income, and then for the rest of forever, you're living this free lifestyle? And for me, going back to my original comment, Vic, I think that people can be financially free, free from all shackles of debt and bills and liabilities, and literally have their passive income cover their expenses with fully within 10 years. And if people follow the, met, the method, they can get there. We call it a 10-year freedom plan. Uh, the challenges for people is they get bored maybe in the first 18 months or two years. They don't know what the next step is. Uh, they follow some other bright, shiny object. For us, our clients, when they start working with us and we go, where do you want to be? Here's how you get there. Just follow the steps. And they go, this, you know, within three years, we have a, a client paid off their home, bought a condo in Florida, put it on Airbnb. It pays 90% of their mortgage. They have a vacation spot whenever they want to go. And now they're like, this is so great. Another one came on the market. We're going to buy another one and then another one and then another one. And it's possible to do that no matter what your scenario. I love that. So now I got a question because, you know, I'm, yeah. a chiro I'm a chiropractor and just like medical doctors and, and lawyers and you know those kind of things, we, we take a substantial amount unless you have the blood, you know, you come from a family that can take care of that or you had oh. some sort of means or whatever. Um, does this method, how does this methodology, this, I'm assuming it's all the same, but is how does the methodology work with student loans and things like that? Yep. So as long as you're a homeowner, 
And there is the ability for that liquidity pool in the HELOC. If you're not a homeowner, it might be a personal line of credit or a business line of credit, but it works exactly the same way to knock out those student loans because, you know, I don't know the average number for, for chiropractors. I'm assuming it's 150 K 200 K 200. Yeah. Somewhere in there. And then you got, and then you build out a practice and you've got practice debt on top of it. Um, the beautiful part of this is that once you've created consistent, predictable income for yourself at home, and you know, the business has predictable, consistent income that supersedes what your expenses are, you could have a shred tool going on the business and you could have shred working for you at home. And, and this thing is doubly powerful. Um, we work with a number of chiropractors, a number of surgeons. Uh, we have a couple that between the two of them, they had $750,000 in student loans, two surgeons, and, and then went out and decided now they, they, they came down with doctoritis. You know what that is, right? Where you just overspend your, your income a little bit, I went out and bought a million or million two home. And now they're living kind of up to the line of what they make and are feeling the stress of it. And I came, you know, came to this, to their aid, if you will, and said, okay, let's look intently at where are you paying? How much are you paying? And in the end, Vic, I mean, you can probably, um, not maybe not relate, but understand this million two in mortgage, 750,000 in student loans. I mean, there was close to a hundred grand going out every year, just in interest expense. So imagine six figures, just like lighted on fire in the wind. And when, when they were like, oh, geez, we didn't pay any attention to that. It was just like, we were looking at our payments and that's the problem. We start to we start to justify our lifestyle based on what payments we can afford instead of are we building wealth are we eliminating debt in addition to paying expenses and having fun because we really need to do all four pay our expenses eliminate debt build wealth and have fun that's what we got to do i love it now is there a certain percentage let's say someone has you know your business owner and you're you're making let's say an extra $10,000 a month in, in discretionary income is there a certain percentage you use it all like how's that what's the format thinking on that yeah it depends on the the speed at which you want to shred so if you want to use it all we could do that um what candidly what we do with our clients is we consult with them on a psychological basis first and say what's your safety point what's your risk tolerance um, you know, is there money accessible to you in the event of a downturn in your business? Because we never want to, we want to stretch people. We don't want to stress people, right? Stress looks like, oh my God, now I'm freaking out about where this money's going. Stretch is look how fast you're doing this. And yet still it feels comfortable. Um, as a chiropractor, you know, you want to stretch people out. You don't want to, you know, strain them. So, so that's our goal is, is to, to stretch, but not stress. Um, so out of 10 grand, we would decide what that number is collectively and then show you here's what that, here's what that payoff looks like and how much you're going to save based on the numbers. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause I was just curious to see if there's like certain systems. Cause somebody has like, you know, I had a coach one time share, uh, was it the, ba- uh, the, the richest man in Babylon? Yeah. yeah I think that was it. Right. And the whole thing of what he recommends and this and that and, and he's 10% like, of whatever you make is yours to keep and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like every 10%, no matter what, that's what you keep. And then the rest, you, 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 you cover your expenses and then there's but always take 10% minimum. Yep. 
And I was like, okay, that's, 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 it's basic logic. You can apply it in some way, shape or form, but I love the, the individual approach because if somebody wants to rapidly just kill all their debt and be like, I just want to kill debt. I'm going to, and I don't care, you know, if income wise, if running a business, we'll, we'll grow it. Who cares? We're going to, you know, this is where I want to go. And then some people may be the opposite. It's like, "Mm, I like to have a little bit of a safety net, uh, some way, shape or form. Totally. That way. Um, do you, do you, uh, do you ever recommend having somewhat of a, and I think you answered this already, but I just want to confirm yeah. for the listeners is like where it comes to, cause so many people say you got to have some sort of a safety net, even with business yeah. expenses, even with personal expenses, when totally. we talk about the personal, yeah. is there that, or is it up to the person? You know, I call, there are a number of different safety nets you can create, right? And then through our model, there, the, the, the ability to create the safety nets becomes even greater so I, in, in our world, and this is, I use myself as, as an example, a lot for our clients, you know, you might have the immediate safety net that you have in savings or a money market account. And that might be, and these numbers are 100% personal, but it might be five grand or 10 grand. It's enough that if you needed it in, in an immediate, uh, you know, an immediate case, you could go get it today. Right. And that might be keeping a thousand or 2000 bucks at home in cash in a safe. And then having some in a, in a money market that you can go to the bank or credit union and pull out immediately. Then you have an additional set of money that I would call this is accessible money. So it's not available. Like it may not be go count it, you know, go to your safety deposit box and sift through it, but it's accessible, meaning within a week you could get it. And we use things like overfunded cash value life insurance that has cash value. So if that's sitting on the sidelines and you know you have access to it, that could be part of your safety net. Using shred, your HELOC might be part of your safety net. You know, for most of our clients, they'll get to a point where they have hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity in their home, and they might have a hundred or two hundred thousand dollar line of credit that they only use twenty grand at a time in shred to get rid of the debt. So, so they've got you know eighty percent of it available to them in the case of an emergency. And what we find is that when when we present this method to people that have a conservative mindset of, but I need to have some in savings. This answers all of their savings issues because you not you don't just have one savings bucket. You have three or four different pools of money that you could draw from in the event of an emergency. And as you build your fourth and your fifth, two or three of those might be working for you all the time in other investments that are earning passive income. And so we're, we're literally building these flywheels or again, a metaphor that I use. I, I know you're, uh, is it son or daughter, Vic? It's a, I have a daughter. You have a daughter. So you ha- probably haven't taken your daughter to one of those water parks yet, but that has, have no. you? Well, no, we take her to splash pads and stuff, but not a big splash water park pad. yet. Yeah. So, you know, as, as she gets older, she's going to want to go to one of those that has a giant bucket that just dumps over on kids. You know, it fills up and dumps. We're constantly filling up the bucket and dumping. And, and the more buckets you have filling the big bucket, the faster the shred tool happens. Um, so in answer to your question, yes, we do encourage people to have some amount. It just may not be the extent or the amount that they think they need sitting in a, a money market account that they can readily access. And a feeling you're going to answer it that way. And, and I appreciate it. I love it because it is the, the mentality of like you can have the HELOC, you can have, if you have life insurance, you know, like I have a plan that where it's like, yeah, I have a certain amount of money in there so I can pull if I need to, God forbid. Yep. 
um, and having all these different levels. So that way you just don't have to, and it takes a little less work on you to be like, oh my goodness, like you said, a thousand a month will take me five years to get that accumulated where yes. if I can utilize it in some other way, and then I can just, I can take that thousand and kill debt and continue to grow. And I have my safety nets ready to go. Totally. I love that brother. Um, I could chat with you all day. How can people find you, connect with you, follow the work you're doing and all that good stuff? Well, first of all, I greatly appreciate what you're doing too, Vic. I mean, this the the show is awesome. Uh, I think the mindset shifts that people have in listening to it is uh, worth its weight in gold. Certainly, the the 25 or 30 minute listen every day. Um, they can find me at theshredmethod.com. And if you go there, if you're in, intrigued at all in what we've talked about, we have a, a master class that you can go through and learn the ins and outs, what it requires, what kind of income you'd need. Um, kind of the expense or risk profile that people have that are, that are successful with this. And um, and then if you want more of me, you can go to adamcarroll.info where I have links to my TED Talks, uh, to the documentary on student loan debt, and to one of the four uh, books that I have published on Amazon right now that you want to go take a look at. And one of those, just incidentally, is a book called The Build a Bigger Life Manifesto, where we teach people how to build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. And that for me, I mean, it relates hundred percent with your show, just how do people live their life according to their highest values and what they want to achieve. Um, we strive to, to teach people that in that book. Love that. I'll have to check that out. Cause I'm all about, you know, don't get hooked into the shiny lures of life, getting hooked to what matters to you at the end of the day. And that's, mm. that's all that matters. Love um, that. I appreciate the work you're doing, brother. I thank you for taking time to join us here and, and, and share with the mindful experiment tribe. Um, continue the great work and uh, uh, appreciate taking time. It's a pleasure, Vic. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. 